Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hello, my friends, and welcome back. It is just me today, me and you. Um, How has your month of May been so far? I realized the other day that this month is flying along, and once May is over, we're going to be halfway through 2021 already. It's crazy. I caramba. Um, The month of May, as I'm going to get into in this episode, just at the beginning, is my birth month. And so I really like to take it as a chance to pause and as a reflection point in my year, kind of like my second New Year's. So I, I take it as a time where I'm like looking back at everything I was doing last year and also what I wanted to happen in the coming year. Well, in looking at my journals, I realized that I didn't actually have all that much written in my in those notebooks about what I wanted to happen in the coming year. I think at this point last year, I was just kind of feeling like there was not a surefire end to all of this. I did not know when things were going to get back to normal. And I just sort of had this feeling of like being washed up. I was in a constant state of overwhelm when it came to my business and I had very little direction. It was a lot of fun. Um, I looked back at my calendar and I looked back at my client spreadsheet to see like where I was at. And it was like this insane action-packed month just with all these virtual things that I was committing myself to, um, I had 14 clients, 14 one-to-one clients. Yet when I looked back at my income, I was making less than half of what I make now with way less clients. And I was also drowning myself in things that I did not really want to be doing. I was working every day of the week, including weekends. And I didn't really see any way out of that. And I, I, rem- I, remember feeling very, very uh, disappointed in what I had created. So fast forwarding to this year, it took a lot of time, took a lot of epiphanies, but I finally did start to um, create boundaries around my business. And I started to take weekends. Sometimes if I want to, I even take Fridays off. And I'm not quite making as much as I'd like to be yet, but I am making more money working with less clients. And more importantly, I'm really, really happy with the services that I offer for my clients in my content writing business. I'm doing work that I want to be doing, and I'm saying no to other things, and it's very liberating. So I wanted, I definitely want to get into this week's fun stuff, but I did want to take a, a minute to hit that reflection point because I just wanted to inspire you that if you're somewhere that you don't exactly want to be right now in your business, keep steering that bus in the right direction, that the direction you want to be going and you will get there. You can get there. So this episode Um, It has been on my mind and on my heart for weeks now. I sat in the sunshine on Saturday afternoon and I just wrote down all of the notes that I've been wanting to share with you over the past couple of weeks. I know I've had a lot of guests and I just really wanted to give you uh, an opportunity to reflect along with me and also hopefully grow from some of the things that I've been uh, thinking about and learning. One thing that we are um, taught to do as entrepreneurs, and it's kind of like basic marketing, is to share the struggles and the pain points that we solve for people. 
So we uh, strive to show our customers how we can offer a solution to their problems. Now, I've also noticed that there are a lot of people that share when they've been through the same pain point or struggle that, that they help their clients with. And in many cases, that's what brought them to doing what they are doing now. It's not the case for me with my content writing clients, but with my, well, you know, to some extent I do struggle putting my own content out, but um, with She Built This, I did not want to, I did business by myself and I felt alone and secluded and isolated and I wanted a community of like-minded individuals that got what I was going through and so I created it. So in a way, I was a past version of the women that join the group now. And I think that is the case with so many of us, right? We are marketing to a past version of ourselves. So there's two things in here. Um, You know, I, I do see a lot of people doing this because they think that it is making them more relatable. It's also a way to create connection with their audience. Sometimes that people throw around the phrases authenticity and vulnerability, which I feel like those two things are kind of thrown around like a like candy in a parade. But I do want to remind you that you can have a business even if you haven't been through the same pain points as your customers. And you can also have a business if you, like you don't need to have gone through something awful. And you also don't need to share the awful. Like that's your prerogative. Um, we can choose to do that or we can choose not to. But one thing I do see overused or abused is that people share when they're kind of like in the middle of the messy muck rather than when they've gotten onto the other side of it. And this is why, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this, it's just not my style per se. And I'm always kind of wary about doing it. I never want to take you guys with me into like the too dark or too deep or too messy when I'm stuck in it because it's not really of much use or service to you. And so that's why it's taken me a really long time to talk about today's topic, which I want to get into a little bit about anxiety and also about how that relates to giving your power away in some instances. That said, I don't want to like capitalize on a pain point for a lot of us. Um, I'm just simply sharing my experience. And I, you know, I spend a lot of my time locked up in my brain going like layers and layers too deep. I analyze things that people, someone else might look at and just be like, okay, that's Sally being Sally. No big deal. Ask my husband, that poor man, he gets like an Emily A. Bourne podcast every night. But as I enter a new year, I really am taking time to move the growth and the learning and the lessons from just simply being up in my head, simply being overanalyzing and overthinking into integrating into my body. I was actually like trying to describe this recently for a friend and I was saying that things feel a little surreal, like somehow I'm dropping back from just like watching myself run around in this life to being in it, like being in the lessons and the honestly the stress and the fight or flight and the emotions they're kind of all like starting to integrate and make sense and not like in a way that I feel stressed it's just like I'm able to like see them more of what they are than let them control me so total work in progress that is the mission of this year is integration integration with the lessons and the stuff that keeps coming up and constantly returning back to awareness and presence and taking time with these things giving the thoughts and the emotions their airtime, but then like also being able to move through them rather than just stuff them aside and barrel forward. 
In a way, it's kind of going slower, but it simultaneously gives you more energy because you have a little more control over those things. Okay, esoteric talk over. Um, As I said, I've decided to take some time today to talk a little bit less about tips and how to's and what to's and what not to do's. And instead, I just want to share what I've been digging up personally as I've been learning and growing and go about my life as a wife, as a woman, as an entrepreneur, auntie, friend, human being. My story begins in March, this March. Um, I was scheduled for a haircut with my hairdresser in Nashua. And when it came time for the day of the appointment, I was feeling really, really anxious and I couldn't figure out why and I couldn't shake it. Now, the term anxiety is another one, kind of like authenticity and vulnerability that is thrown around left and right. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, and I have been to one. I'm sure that she did diagnose me with anxiety, but I didn't see what she wrote, you know, what DSM-4 code she wrote. So for me, I don't know what that even means. I'm not going to define it for you. It does all different things to different people. And all I know is it's like one of those things that once you get on that train ride, it can be really hard to switch tracks without the right tools. So I'm going to use the term anxiety today because it's the only way I really know how to describe it right now. But just know it's different things for different people. And the only real like understanding I have is that it's a lot of things clashing around in our brain and it creates a physical response. And that's, again, just for me. Probably a lot of you know what anxiety is and how it feels. And if you don't, I don't know, I guess just imagine like a tiger's chasing you, but it's not a real tiger and everyone's telling you it's not a real tiger, but you're convinced it's a real tiger and you don't know if you should run or tuck and roll. That's a pretty good, I think that's a pretty good analogy. And if you have anxiety, maybe you can agree or disagree with that. So I don't talk about my own anxiety very much because as I said at the beginning, I do not like to stay in the muck. Um, But I also, I don't really like being a grown woman and having to deal with something like this, you know? So for me, my, my modus operandi is to push through when I'm struggling with things. And it's kind of one of those things that you can't do that. I feel like a lot of people you know, they think you can just reframe and think your way out of it. And I would say that if someone is telling you that, chances are they haven't been there or they haven't experienced it the way that you have. And so they have a really hard time understanding how it feels. Um, I've struggled with anxiety since 2015, officially, let's call it. But in looking back and doing some reflecting on it this weekend, I realized that it's been around with me for a long, long time, and I don't know where it came from or why. I don't know. We moved a lot when I was a kid. I moved a lot in my life. I had a bazillion jobs and was constantly on the go. It could be from that. Not sure. (laughs) That's something we can unpack another day, but it doesn't matter for me where it came from. I think, you know, the way I compensated it for my life in compensated for in my life was being overly routine and needing lots and lots of order and predictability. And when things weren't going that way for me, it would start to create anxiety. And maybe that's most kids. Again, this is just my personal experience and I don't know. Um, It got a lot worse when I was in college and it probably reached its peak in my late 20s Conveniently, that's right after my husband and I decided to open our retail shop. Traveling really set it off. Also, things that involved 
traveling to see other people. So let's say I had to meet people for coffee or go to a chamber after hours, you know, like all the stuff you're supposed to do as a business owner. It was suddenly really, really hard for me and anxiety producing. And I started seeing a therapist in, I believe it was 2016. I started seeing a therapist who helped give me tools and techniques. And we used um, a really powerful tool called EMDR, which is short for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. That really, really helped me a uh, a lot. And I'm no doctor. I'm not recommending that for you. I just encourage you to look it up if you're interested at all in it. That helped me go from about a nine or some days a 10 on a daily basis um, down to maybe a four. Now, my my desire is to really be like a two. I don't I don't like vehicles still, and I don't really like traveling still. And it still rears its head from time to time, like this past weekend, which I'll tell you about in a little while. But what I really want is I really want to just be easygoing, laid back, calm, in control of my thoughts and my emotions. But more importantly, unclouded by fear. And I don't want to be like in this fight or flight state worrying that it's going to just pop up anytime and, and take me off course. It's like a roller coaster ride, you know? All right. So back to the hairdresser date. Um, I was feeling anxious about this haircut, which is weird because like getting a haircut is a very relaxing and pampering experience. And we should look forward to it, right? Well, my hairdresser is an hour away, which everything is an hour away for me. So it was it was kind of easy for me to like chalk it up to, oh, it's just the car ride and, you know, going to the city. And that day I just called, rescheduled, promised him I wouldn't cancel again and let it go. But later when I sat back with it, as I said, there are usually layers to these things. And I was unpacking those layers and I realized, and this might sound vain off the top off the top of my head, pun intended, but I'll get into it a little bit deeper. It was actually my hairdresser's opinion of my hair that was making me feel really anxious. And to be perfectly honest, it wasn't him making me anxious. It was me giving him the power to make me feel anxious. Now, he is a very smart hairdresser. He gives really valuable feedback about the health of our hair because he really cares and is very knowledgeable and informative about what he does. But when people do this, I, it doesn't matter what they do it in, it doesn't matter if it's my home life, my work life, my hair, apparently, I tend to take it as feeling very inadequate or feeling like I've failed and that I can't measure up. So even with something as minor as my hair, I was doing this. And so I would leave the hairdresser feeling like very, down and bad about myself rather than good about yourself, which is how you should feel when you leave the hairdresser. And this whole time, like I'm thinking the problem's him, right? So we'd all got but gotten rid of this issue by chopping it into a short bob last year. It helped my hair stay really healthy. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, it looks so cute. Looks like you. Everyone said it's so you. And it really was cute, but it didn't feel like, it's not that I don't think I'm cute, but it didn't feel like me. Um, and I knew that my hairdresser's opinion was it really needed to, it would be best if it would stay this length because it will be its healthiest, it will look stylish, it will be easy to manage. And at the same time that I knew this, I really wanted it long because that's how it made me feel good. And like, again, I know this is my problem, not his, but I almost switched hairdressers 
making the problem to be him and not me. So I did end up going to that rescheduled appointment and I had made up my mind that this was going to be my last appointment. I was just going to get it cut short, let him do his thing and, you know, switch hairdressers. So instead what happened was that I went in there and I was like, I'm going to say my piece, my hair piece, if you will. So I was like, I want to grow my hair long and I know you don't agree that it can be healthy, but it makes me feel good. I'm doing it and I believe it can be healthy. And he just like looks at me and he's like, okay, (laughs) and shrugs his shoulders and starts to just like, okay, so are we just trimming it? And I'm like, what? That was it? Like all this anxiety I was feeling was wrapped up in what he was going to say. What feedback was he going to give me? I wanted to be, I was like being a people pleaser and I was nervous about saying what I really wanted. Now, needless to say, long story short, I didn't switch hairdressers. And as a result of just saying what I wanted, I walked out way happier. And we're like on the same page now because he knows that it would probably be easier for me to manage the bob. He knows that my hair would be healthier, but he's just like, okay, if you want it long, you want it long. That's what we do. We're going to make it as healthy as possible long. Now, I do this a lot. I take people's opinions, their how-tos, their what-to-dos, their should-dos, their could-dos, their I see this for you as the golden rule for me. And then when I do that and I start to kind of like conform and morph myself into what that's supposed to look like, that's when anxiety starts to creep in because it's not right for me. So how is my body going to like make sense of doing something that it knows isn't in my best interest? The hair is a totally, totally small example. I think I'm just kind of using it as a as a piece of the larger puzzle here. So this past weekend, I was actually, I had another experience and I kind of thought like I was in the clear. It had been months since I had felt this, Um, but I realized it was the same sort of thing. I was doing something that someone else wanted and expected of me and I wasn't really doing it. I didn't want to do it. I was just doing it to make them happy. Now, I'm not saying that sometimes we don't need to make compromises in life, but there are certain times when you know, you can look at something on a little bit of a deeper level and see that there's probably more to it than meets the eye. And sometimes it's not just a clue that you're not happy doing what you're doing. It's a clue that you're not going in the right direction for you. So last, so this past weekend, I'm sitting in my car, freaking out, my heart's thumping. And I just kind of said like, Emily, let's just let the feelings go through you and not be actually like controlling the situation right now. It didn't... work. I didn't feel completely less anxious instantly. But what it did do is take me out of it enough so that the answer of why I was feeling this way came to me. And that's why I realized that it was okay. Like, okay, this is the why. I understand it now. And it, it may not be able to help me change the situation at this moment. Um, but I can use this as information for the future. And so In this case, uh, there was one simple tweak I was able to make, which was just kind of like fixing the setting. And when we changed the setting, it was a whole lot better. But flipping the script, reframing, getting ourselves out of the muck, it comes from doing a little bit of hard work and digging a little bit deeper. I think it goes just, you know, maybe it's a couple levels under the surface of what we're experiencing. And I know this sounds awful because sometimes it's like, what I'm experiencing is already bad enough. Why would I wanna dig a layer deeper on overwhelm or go further and deeper into what's underlying this depression or this lackluster or this anger or frustration? It already is 
terrible. But I think that when you do, that's when you can start to take back the power over your thoughts and your emotions and look at it outside and then start to re-steer the ship. So one of the things I learned recently was that I was kind of giving away my power in other aspects too. I'll use social media as a, as a story. The opinions of other people and you know things that I was seeing, I was just kind of like giving my power away and my, my thoughts and my feelings and my emotions to those things. I see people doing this all the time. We give our power away to social media. I don't know what the name of the phenomena is. I don't think there is one yet, but there will be soon. I guarantee you heard it here. Um, I got two texts in the same day. One of them said, what if this doesn't, what if this post doesn't get anyone to sign up? Like what if no one's interested in signing up? The second one said, no one responded to my email. Does that mean it was total shit? And I'm like, "Mm, no. How about this? Even if you fail at something, what does that actually say about you? It doesn't say anything about you who you are as a person. Like these things, these situations, whether they go well or someone chimes in or comments, it has very little to do with you and how you're doing. And it probably has a lot more to do about the people that are like, that you're putting it out there too. So I'll give you like a lifetime example of social media, me giving social media away my power. Many of you know I have been walking around with this title content writer that I finally landed on for what I do to describe what I do. And when I first started my business, I didn't know what to call myself. I just knew I could get shit done for people. So I became a virtual assistant. Wasn't necessarily what I like wanted to do. I just didn't know what else to call myself. And then I started calling myself a professional assistant. And then I'm like, no, no, I want to focus on marketing. So I called myself a marketing professional. And that's where I ended up like landing for a while. But when I said it, when I would say it out loud, I would find myself like choking on my words when I tried to introduce myself. And I was also finding that the wrong clients were being referred to me and people were coming to me for, I mean, guess what? Marketing. (laughs) Can you help me build my website on Squarespace? Can you post on social media? Do you do the back end of my website for SEO? And I'm like, uh, sure. Because I didn't know what else to say. I just said yes. So naturally I got lumped in with those people who do social media. And then finally, after a lot of self-discovery and seeing what I wanted to be doing all along, I got laser focused and honed in on being focused on writing. Nothing else, no posting, no scheduling, no backends of websites, no email providers, just the writing piece. And so I was like, okay, here's the title, content writer. And I finally, I wore that label so proudly for the first time and it just rolled off my tongue when I would explain what I do. I thought I had arrived. So I'm on social media one night and I hear the opinion of someone that I admire and they took the title content writer and like just sent it into a burning ring of fire. I mean, they were taking labels in general and and taking them down, but they specifically spoke against that one. And they had an opinion on something else too that I felt proud about, but it was like a piece of content I use on the regular and they just kind of like said their piece about it and it was it was like squishing it so of course surface level I'm like how dare they they're wrong that is so wrong but then I did a little bit of the unpacking and I brought myself back to kind of like when I was a kid and this happened to me in the the very first time and I'm like wow this is not about the thing at all this is about letting someone else's opinion and the their thought of my idea my passion my title for God's sake dictate how I felt and 
and in fact, I actually let it dictate my next move. Like, oh my gosh, I want to throw in the towel. Nothing I can say is right. What's the point? Maybe the stuff I'm asking and sharing really is total crap. Like, woe is me. There were lots of lots of pity parties, and I'm really ashamed of that now. But long story short, um, I gave away my power, and I let someone else dictate how I felt. I let someone else how I dictate dictate how I felt about my business, my thoughts, my opinions. Now here is the thing. It's 2021. There's a lot of social media. There's a lot of opinions, like a lot. (laughs) And I don't think I actually would have even considered myself a person with super strong opinions until recently I felt this really heated reaction when I heard someone take that title and poo-poo it. And I also see it when someone else expresses a really strong opinion. So I think I'm coming to realize that my opinions might be stronger than I think. One last example, and this one involves Reddit kind of more social media. Um, some people, you know, that's like, that. that's an opinion in and of itself. Is Reddit social media or not? I don't know. Well, anyway, I went down a really, really dark and dangerous Reddit rabbit hole when it came to a health decision that I was trying to make. And rather than just, you know, like trust data and science and research, information I could actually find everywhere, I let the opinions of God knows how many people create fear and anxiety in me to the point where I almost did not take a very important action step for my own well-being thanks to giving my power away to the opinions of all of these people I didn't even know. Now, here's the thing with health. Like if you find 10 articles that say bananas are good for you, I bet you I can turn around and find you about 20 more that say that they aren't. You find something... It's the same with business and and marketing. You find something that says you should be posting daily on social media and I'll find you something that says don't use social media at all for your business and if you do, maybe just post once a week. It's like other people, you, me, we all get to have our opinions. They can all be lovely and we also get to be the ones that decide whether or not other people's opinions are going to affect us, dictate our actions or feelings and what we choose to do with our lives. So a couple of questions for you today. Are you giving away that power to somebody else? Do you let somebody else make decisions for you? Do you keep quiet when something's wrong? Are you waiting to get permission from someone else? Um, Are you putting all of your self-worth into whether or not someone bought your book when you launched it or responded to that last email? Are you acting against your own intuition? Do you get stuck in victim mode? Are you calling the shots in your life? Now, I want to circle it back to the anxiety because for me, and this is just my personal experience, but when I give my power away, it leads to that anxiety. And then I, in my body and my mind, I try to overcompensate physically for not sitting in my own driver's seat. And that's where the problem gets started. There is a little bit of irony there, I know, because I told you I get anxious in the car, but I did not intend for that. Um... So what does it look like for you? You know, what does it feel like for you? Maybe it's not anxiety. Maybe it's frustration or anger or stress. What does looking, what does giving your power away look like and feel for you? And how can you listen just a little bit more to what your heart is calling you to and guiding you towards and care just a little bit less about what somebody else thinks about you? Now, two things I'm not talking about. Number one, I'm not talking about disowning all your friends and loved ones and telling them to climb a tree when they give you their loving, intentional thoughts. However, while I say that, I would also venture to say that even with them, 
even if they're giving you their loving thoughts, you don't need to take those things as the Bible in your life. And you can still respect and admire and love those people just as much, even if you do think their opinion should go climb a tree. I'm also not talking about not taking time to tailor your message to land with your people. Um, I'm not talking about like just spewing your opinions all over social media just for the sake of spewing them. We can totally talk about this more in the future and what it looks like and means to have your message land, what it might mean if it's not landing. But in general, that is not what I'm talking about. Um, I'm talking about taking your power back when it comes to being okay being you and having your own thoughts and your own opinions and being okay with finding that voice and speaking up for yourself. You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea, as they say. And like, honestly, if you were, half the people wouldn't even like you because some people don't even like tea. Um, Think about jeans, okay? Some people really like jeans to be worn in, while other people really like to be, they like them right off the rack. One person would say right off the rack is perfect. One person would say worn in is perfect. Which one's right? Which one's wrong? There is none. There is no perfect. Someone else's perfect is another woman's too stiff, not worn in jeans. There's only one perfect, and that is just being the very best version of yourself. And I don't know about you, but when I think of that, it feels very calming. It feels very laid back and very grounding. It's like the very opposite of anxiety. So I know that I have not solved all the problems with anxiety simply coming down to people pleasing and not listening to our inner voices. As I said, that is my experience, one of my experiences with what causes it. And I definitely want to encourage you that if anxiety is something that you struggle with, you can dig layers and layers deep, but it's really helpful if you do that with um, the support of a professional who really understands what else is going on. And as you start to dig into things, different feelings and emotions, they might be completely caused by different things. For me, I'm just sharing that that's where anxiety comes from a lot of times with me. And again, I can only share my personal experience because it's what I got. Um, so if I can just, I guess, encourage you to do one thing, it's when something does pop up for you, pick up that shovel and start digging, whether it's anxiety or stress or frustration or loneliness, see what's under the surface. And you know, sometimes the answer surprises you and will be the thing that helped. It's the realization that can help you to take back your power in that situation so that the thought, the feeling, and the emotion is not the one running the show. That's all I got for you in this week's episode. I can't wait to see what we're going to chat about next week. Um, please let me know if this inspired you in any way and if you have any takeaways or additional thoughts because I'm totally open to keeping this conversation going. So love to you all. Have a great rest of your week and don't let anyone else's idea of what you shoulda, woulda, coulda be doing get in the way of you building this dream your way. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.